As far back as I could remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. I don't want no scrub. A scrub is a guy that can't get no love from me. Hanging out the passenger side of his best friend's ride, trying to holler at me. I don't want no scrub. A scrub is a guy that can't get no love from me. Hanging out the passenger side of his best friend's ride, trying to holler at me. Are you entertained? The Scrubs Podcast. Welcome to the Scrubs podcast on Are You Entertained? I am on of entertainment, Trey Alessio, alongside my brother. Am I allowed to say your real name or are we going by aliases? You say my real name. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is Ty Alessio, a.k.a. Two Fly Ty Ty. We got my cousins, Cam and Kate Armstrong, Gloveland. What up? And the other scrub, Cade. What it do, Cade the Turtle Killer. Uh, we all have wanted to hop on a podcast for quite some time now, so I figured I'd bring our crazy pop culture arguments to you guys to enjoy. Uh, we like to keep it fun on the show and to keep it in tune with our brand. The theme will be centered, as always, on music, movies, TV, and sports, but to kind of differ- differentiate between the other podcasts, we're going to do some gaming talk we're going to do some debate segments and uh ever evolving experimental podcasts so stick with us we may uh we may do this on youtube we're obviously going to do it on audio um so thank you for starting the decade off with us let's get right into it so when we have new people on the show we always ask them rapid fire what is their favorite movie tv show artist album sports team we're also going to do video games because that's what uh, we're going to do here so you guys if you're a fan of the brand you know mine i'm not going to get into this going to take a while. tie you give me your, do we how do we want to do this do we want to go everyone says their movie and then everyone yeah. in the show okay. yeah, I think yeah, no, yeah no, that's that's we can do however you want to do it, man that's fine yeah i don't care okay yeah, Run so, through it all. Give us your all, all of them. All right. All-time yeah. favorite. Okay. Um, I just want to shout out Are You Entertained? Um, a big big day one fan of Are You Entertained, hey, so I'm happy to be on a podcast. fan, but he's not uh, wearing the shirt. <laughs> Cam's so, repping the shirt. Much love. Uh, first Sorry. one off, I, I think um, favorite movie is tough to, you know, we got. I'm, I'm a big... Uh, it's tough to narrow down because you got your action movies, you got your comedy movies. But I think you put you put a gun to my head. My favorite movie, I'm gonna say, uh, my cousin Vinny. Wow. Um, Joe Pesci and Marissa Tomei, probably the best two performances of all time. Okay, um, chill. It's favorite, favorite. <laughs> But yeah, so that that my cousin Vinny, I would say that's probably my favorite movie. Big uh, big Joe Pesci fan. Uh, TV show. TV show. Uh, Got to stick with my South Park. Uh, <laughs> my 
I got it. Can't go wrong. You can put on any episode, uh, and they're hilarious. Uh, So South Park, favorite TV show. I respect that. Favorite sports team. Also a tough one to pick. You can do multiple teams here. You don't have to dwindle it to one sport like you can tell me. Okay. Yeah. Like, I, sports teams. Chicago Cubs, probably my favorite overall sports team. Um, Notre Dame, Fighting Irish, college football. Uh, the Los Angeles Rams uh, for football. Um, and, you know, NBA is a little tough. Um, I'm a big LeBron fan, and we'll get into that. <laughs> this year I'm rooting for them. <laughs> Them Lakers. All right. right. What, what's, what's, On their wagon. Had to tell us favorite your album. Album and artist. Yeah. yeah favorite album. Uh, I think is also very tough, but uh, I would have to say "Blonded" by my man Frank Ocean. Wow. Favorite album. Uh, so if anyone out there listening can find me a vinyl of "Blonded," uh, <laughs> I'd be happy to Bye. get the link. Um, and and then, who's your favorite artist? Artist Drake. Hands down. Wow. Not and not we might close. get into some Drake talk, too, not so it'll close. be fun. All right. Uh, whoever wants to go next, Cam or Cade, I'll let you fight over it. Which uh, one do you, Cade? You want to go first or you want me to go next? You got it. All right. So for my movie, I'm going to go ahead and pick Interstellar. It's a very good movie. I like the mind I like the mind blown at the end. As for my favorite show, I'm going to go ahead and go with, just, just to represent on the show, just represent the community, I'm going to go with Naruto. Oh, no. Yep, yep. Okay. Two anime shows, by the way. What the hell is going on here? Dude, it's just it's it's like just for the just to represent the people out here. Okay. Let them know they're not getting shut out. I respect All right. that. Alright, for my artist, just because I knew Ty was gonna pick Drake, I had to go not best, but I'm going with my favorite. I'm gonna go with Lil Uzi. Killed it. Killed it. <laughs> no Uzi slander around here. For my album, I'm going to go Rodeo by Travis Scott. A fantastic album, top to bottom. For my teams, I, I narrowed it down to one big L.A. Clippers fan over here. Always have been. We <laughs> bandwagon. <laughs> yep, I was a fan as soon as Kawhi's pen touched the paper. You already know. And then for games, I went with Halo Reach because I played oh, that on – Oh, yeah, Ty, you missed that. Way to go, man. But Halo Reach, I played it so much, even when it was outdated. So that's for me. Let me let me throw in my, my favorite game. Uh, I think hands down, uh, Jet Set Radio for me and my man Trey. <laughs> I can I can, uh, I can that, retweet that. That game is uh, the ultimate story mode game. Don't sleep. Um, it it is a fantastic game. Second Dreamcast, shout out. <clears throat> All right, Cade, let's hear what you got. Okay, first Cam, what was your favorite TV show? Naruto, yeah, okay. I went with Naruto, okay, yeah. So my favorite movie, I pit. So it's like two. One is Tropic Thunder. I can watch that one <laughs> so many times. And then for number two, we got Revenge of the Sith. Ooh, okay. Artist. I'm also a Lil Uzi Vert fan. Oh my god. Hey, let's go. TV show, I was gonna pick Naruto, but a close second is The Clone Wars. Star Wars: The Clone Wars. All right, Another so we animated one. Star Wars nerds. All yeah, anim- I'm a big Star Wars guy, so you'll see that. So we'll be talking. Uh, and, and, and I just like to point out all of them. So they, so go on. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, what's what's the other ones? What am I forgetting here? Sports uh, team album. Sports teams. I like the Red Sox, Nebraska, 
Miami Dolphins. Houston and Miami. <laughs> uh, favorite video game, Skyrim. I can play that. I still hop on it sometimes. And am I forgetting anything? Album. Oh, album. An artist. Oh, you uh, said artist was yeah, he said Uzi. Uh, album. I like Love Is Rage too. You know, there's not a bad song on there. And then also, uh, <laughs> Cruel Summer. Cruel Summer. I'm about to flame you right now. But we'll get into that later. We'll get into yeah, that. There's a lot better albums than <laughs> Cruel Summer. Is your TV show is Sopranos or Game of Thrones? No, nah, it's Sopranos easily. Sopranos. Yeah. The fans. Oh, I've I've done this a lot of times, so I'm not going to get into mine. Well, it'll just add ten more minutes to this thing, and we want to get through what we want to yeah. get through. So, all right. So, uh, so there we have it. A little background on on the new peeps. Um, let's. Oh yeah. Also, because it's January and 2019 just wrapped, and the 2010s just wrapped. We are entering a new decade. So I'm gonna put you guys a little on the spot here. I, I'm not gonna. We're not gonna do a top ten or anything, but tell me your top or and or favorite album, movie, uh, yeah, TV show of 2019 and the 2010s. Is that too hard? Okay. Awesome. No, I can I can handle that. Well, let's see. Let's see how knowledgeable you are, guy. I go to bat. You, oh, you, you want me to go right now? Oh, I, you want me to go right now? Yeah, let him ponder a little. You go. Okay, okay, okay. So, what do you want first, man? Just let me know. Kind of guide me here. Let's do let's do a decade, and then we'll do 2019. Decade, so you want album, album, movie, and TV what show. Else? TV show? Okay. Yeah. So for my TV show, I'm gonna go with Power. Cause I know we all but Cade watches it. I'm I'm a little behind a little bit, but I'm out here watching it. Great Can I show. Quick. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So 50 Cent, I follow him on Twitter, and uh-huh. he's an executive producer of the show, obviously. Yeah. And so he he posted, like, a little clip, and I thought it was, like, a promo. And I'm not going to tell you what it was, but I'm, like, 95% sure that this man spoiled the ending, and he was a troll job. <laughs> and I am pissed. I know who, what happened. I know you're a little behind. I won't say, but this man trolled and it already got gave spoiled for Kate anyway at Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for sure, that is the best thing I've seen probably this decade for me. It's pretty crazy. It, I I cannot predict one thing that was coming at all. So that's what I'm gonna go with for TV show. We put you onto that. Yeah, yeah, you did put me onto that for sure. Okay, for my album, easily, it's not an easy choice. I got it narrowed down to three. I definitely have to go with Nothing Was the Same as in there. I love it. Great album. Good Kid, Mad City, obviously. It's Kendrick's debut. And then Rodeo by Travis Scott. That album is so incredibly underrated since Astro came out. His best piece of work. All right, what else do you want here? What do we have? Uh, movie. 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 Oh. This is a, a whole decade. Right. I think I think I'm just gonna have to take the easy way out and pick Interstellar because it was my favorite movie of all time or whatever. So I think that's what I'm gonna go with. Take good. the easy way out. All right. Um, now let's just so we can hear from another you. That was your decade. Yep. Kate, are you ready with yours? And then we'll come yeah. back to 2019. So for album with decade, I got Good Kid, Mad City. Uh, for movie. I have Joker. Of the decade? What? Yeah. 
Cap. Cap. Respect, respect, respect. And then, uh, what's the other one? Song? Or... No, uh, TV show. Oh, TV show? Uh, I don't watch too much TV, so Mandalorian. Okay, okay. Hold yeah, I can, uh, without giving too much thought to, I think, uh, album, you can have a, a three-way tie. Uh, I don't think there's any wrong answers if you go with Damn, blind, or views, any of those. Yeah. <laughs> Either of those three uh, are worthy of a top spot of a decade list. Um, movies, you know, there's I mean, so many freaking good movies come out in a, in a 10 year, nine year span. Um, I would say, like, <laughs> You know, I think a movie that doesn't get the respect that it deserves that um, I think we all saw in theaters was The Green Book um, came okay. out. Was that like 2017? Uh, I think it, it went around last year, wasn't it? I think that was last year. Might have been 2018. It won Best Picture. Yeah, I thought that was a fantastic movie that, that uh, doesn't get kind of uh, respect on Are You Entertained's podcast that I think it deserves. <laughs> The OG. Uh, yeah. uh, what's that? 2018. 2018. Yep. Uh, also, did Great Gatsby come out in... in uh, you'd have to check. I, I think so. Yeah, that fantastic movie. Wolf of Wall Street, I would probably uh, say could easily be one of the movies of the decade. That was my number one, by the way. Yeah, yeah Great Gatsby was 2013. Yeah, so... I, and so you're probably, a Leo fan. I'm a big, big Leo guy. Big Leo guy. That's fair. Best actor of the decade by far. All right. So we have uh, decades. Dude, now, did you, did you fart? That stinks, man. Brother. <laughs> to Call him out on. <laughs> the, uh, um, so now let's do 2019. Is that too much? or? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm game. Are you get, am, I, am I getting too in detail with you guys? Or are we good? No, I'm, no, we're I'm good. game, man. I came ready, came ready to go. Go with 2019. Let's hear it. All right, 2019 easily. I'm a huge Marvel fan. Avengers Endgame blew me away. I mean, the scene where they are all coming, the heroes are all coming in, is pretty much undefeated. And I also love the scene where Jesus. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, it's it's a little late if you haven't seen it by now. But uh, Disney Plus subscription. There you go. You can watch it there. Um, Plug Disney Plus for them a little bit. Because you know Mandalorian's over, so they, they need they need the help. Us. They need the help. <laughs> <laughs> okay, for albums, uh, for me it's The Lost Boy by YBN Corday. This is an, this is a recommendation that Are You Entertained put me on. Yes, let's go. Are You Entertained? Put me on, and I had no clue walking in, and I was walked and I walked out as I'm gonna keep an eye on this kid for sure. He's insane. He's great. And then what what do you want? What else you want? Uh, Album, movie, right? TV show? I I honestly couldn't give you one for this one. Well, we'll give you a power because that was in 2019 too. So uh, that was a season of power. Right. Mm. All right. Hey, do you have yours? Yep. So for a movie, it's only right I do Joker because <laughs> it's my decade movie. Thanks. That movie is so good. Uh, for album, I'm also gonna do The Lost Boy. But another good one is uh, Revenge of the Dreamers. Oh, and then for TV show, Mandalorian. 
There we go. There you go. Yeah, you could have went with Mandalorian. Yeah. I want to throw that one down as mine as well. Movie, I'm going to uh, stick to my guns here and say uh, Rise of Skywalker. Oh, wow. <laughs> Ew. My Irishman movie. Jesus, come on. <laughs> I, uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, the, the end of the Skywalker saga. We'll get into um, breaking it down yeah. later. but Yeah, so that would be my movie of 2019. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with Cade here on the Revenge of the Dreamers. Uh, for the album, and... Should we flame this man for not having a streaming service, though? Yeah. For not having what? Streaming <laughs> service, he uses Pandora. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty bummy in 2020, I gotta be honest. <laughs> hey, hey we're, we're, we're living, we're, we're surviving in advance. And, um, <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, I know the, the season's not over yet, but power um, from it has been at Excellent. What's what episode are we on? Twelve, uh, thirteen. Yeah, yeah. It has been every every episode has been solid. A classic so Who Done It. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Feeling a little left out. Yeah, you need to get hop on the train. Yeah. Uh, I, I would say your guys' variety is a little disappointing. I got power, I got Mandalorian. Yeah. It's okay though. I'm just I'm just flaming. That's the right. TV, man. I mean, this year was like I mean, TV. I mean, I could throw out My Hero Academia, but no one would know what I'm talking about. My TV show of the year was When They See Us. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, really that good. was a good one. I did actually watch that one. Read the doc, my friend. The, all right. the, the 2019 is not on the doc. It's all good. We, we're having a good time. We're rolling. We're going with the flow, <laughs> right? Okay, so to move on, um, every I think what makes what will make this show fun is like, we're going to do more of a segment-based type thing. So every every episode, we're going to bring in segments. I think we need to talk about, like, some headlines for pop culture. I think that'll be fun. And then we'll do, like, a debate segment, maybe a Q&A segment if we have the time, all that fun stuff. And it'll evolve and maybe switch from time to time. So to kick it off, we're going to do some pop culture headlines. Um, the Oscar nominations just came out. And I want to hear your guys' predictions. So let's see your Oscar knowledge, okay? So yeah. we did it on the OG podcast. So I, I'll throw my two cents in, but I'm not going to straight up predict. But uh, we'll, we'll start from the bottom up. Um, actually, so first of all, we'll list them, and then we'll, we can talk about it. So, all right. Oscar nomination, supporting actor. We have Brad Pitt in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Al Pacino in The Irishman, Joe Pesci in The Irishman, Tom Hanks in A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, and Anthony Hopkins in The Two Popes. Okay, so we'll, we'll do it uh, category by category. What yeah. do you think here? Um, uh, if, you if you had to make a decision, who are you taking? Uh, I, I'll, I'll, figure, I'll kick it off here. Uh, I really will be interested to see how the, the Netflix uh, – shows movies do at the oscars here right um so i think uh i personally think that they're not going to get as much love as people are thinking as but if i'm picking this category um i'm picking joe pesci and the irishman this uh, is so that's who you think should win that's who i think should win okay uh but if you if think I, who is going I, to win is it different yeah yeah okay i would, I would have to go uh with uh, is Brad Pitt? Yeah, yeah, Brad, Brad Pitt. Brad, yeah. Brad, 
I think it's Brad Pitt's to lose, honestly. He's been gaining momentum. He won the Golden Globe. Tag award, so he has the momentum. I think it's his to lose. I personally was not the biggest fan of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but his performance, I you have to try and get in the mind of these voters, and I think it's his to lose. So that's my opinion on it. Um, Cam- yeah, I I agree. Yeah, I think Brad Pitt is going to win this, and he would actually be my pick to take it too. Considering I haven't seen The Irishman quite yet, because you do have to block off a whole day to yeah. watch it. You need but hours. I have seen Once Upon a Time, and I, I, I actually liked it. I'm, I'm, I'm a sleeper fan of Quentin Tarantino. <sighs> okay, we can discuss that another time. But, Kate, <laughs> here. it's unanimous. I agree. I piggyback off it. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Okay. So let's get into some supporting actress. We have Kathy Bates and Richard Jewell, Laura Dern in Marriage Story, Scarlett Johansson in Jojo Rabbit, Florence Pugh in Little Women, and Margot Robbie in Bombshell. Um, does anybody want to kick it off here? I'll, I'll kick it off. I think uh, my girl Skojo is going to have a big night at the Oscars. Um, have you seen Jojo Rabbit? I, I have not seen Jojo Rabbit. Really good movie. I've seen, I'm a big Scarlett Johansson fan, um, and I saw her performance in Marriage Story. So pra, um, alluding to my pick in Best Actress. Um, she's going to get a double win? I think I think she's going to. I think mm-hmm. she's going to. Wow. That'd be a big move. I don't know the the numbers on that. Like if that's happened before, how many times it's happened? It has to be a rare occurrence. But that's a bold choice. I I'm gonna go Laura Dern in Marriage Story. I think she killed it in that small supporting role. Um, I know she won the Golden Globe. I don't know about the SAG Award, but um, I personally think it's hers to lose. So that's mine. Cam and Cade, what do you got? Yeah, um, I don't have an educated opinion on any of these, but. I've heard a lot of good stuff about Scarlett Johansson and Jojo Rabbit, so that's going to be my pick. Okay. Uh, I've switched it up for me here. I've watched Marriage Story, and, like, that's a good movie. That's a really good movie. So, Laura Dern. Right. Did it tug your heartstrings? Yeah, I was crying. You shed, you shed a thug tear, didn't you? Don't lie. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I respect that. So, you're going Laura Dern? Yeah. All right, so we're split. We're split on that one, Laura Dern and Sko Joe. All right, let's get into some of the lead actor and actresses. We're going to start with actors. Uh, Antonio Banderas in Pain and Glory, which I have not seen, but I've heard is a really good movie, and I've heard he has a good performance. Leo DiCaprio in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Adam Driver in Marriage Story, not Star Wars. Phoenix uh, and Joker and Jonathan Price in The Two Popes. Type, what do you think? So uh, I think uh, I, I think it's pretty clear and cut in this category. Uh, Joaquin deserves the win. He had an outstanding performance. In, uh, Joker had a phenomenal job. But I do want to give a shout-out to the two popes. Excellent right. movie. It is good. Um, and he is definitely deserving of a nomination. Um, it's a tough uh, year because there's a lot of good movies it out is there. Tough. A lot of good performances. So I'd like to point out that uh, two snubs, one – Adam Sandler and Uncut Gems. I was really pulling for him to at least get a nomination. And then Robert De Niro in my movie, The Irishman, really surprised that he didn't get the nomination. Now, I, I he didn't get the nomination for the Golden Globe. So I was like, okay, maybe the Oscars won't show him love. I just don't get it. I said it on the OJ, OG podcast. I don't get it. Um, sometimes when these actors have reserve roles where they're kind of level-headed and it, they're more of a quiet character – I don't think the Academy shows them as much love, but sometimes if you look at it from a different angle, that takes 
more talent and it's harder to portray that pole. Right. And so I think that I think Robert De Niro did a great job of doing that. So I really think he deserved to get it. Um, like you said, I think it's Joaquin Phoenix's to lose. But don't sleep on Antonio Banderas and Leo. I think it's a three-way race. You know what? And I'll even throw mm. Adam Driver in there. It, it, this yeah. is a packed list. Yeah. It could be anybody's, but I think Joaquin Phoenix has the momentum. They led the uh, award nominations with 11 on the, the total uh, list. So Hollywood loves this movie, and he killed it. So I do. I do want to interject. I don't. Uh... Trey talked about Adam Sandler getting snubbed here. Wasn't a big fan of Uncut Gems. He doesn't get it. <laughs> and I, I um, wasn't wasn't too sad that they left the, uh, Adam Sandler off this list, even though it is tough for a comedian to transition into a serious role. Um, so although he played a good performance. Uh, the overall movie, I just didn't think was. So a you did you not like his performance, or you didn't like his movie, or kind of both? uh what didn't know, do it for you i thought have you guys seen it by the way yeah nope. no i have not i don't have any time to go see that so, it for you, but just, wait. just wait until it comes out on netflix and i'm out i here. saw 1917 I heard, instead i heard a rumor that it was coming out in january on netflix i don't know though i did see something like that so well, I, a few things didn't do it for me uh one Adam Sandler's teeth in it were just incredibly <laughs> annoying, and I just found myself looking at them too much. I hope he was wearing like I don't, I don't know. It did look like it that. did look kind of weird, but that part was very annoying, very annoying for me. Uh, and I think Adam Sandler's performance, you know, was good enough in like a normal year to maybe get uh, a nod for a best actor. Although I don't think his performance was good enough to win in on a normal year. That's fair. Best actor. But without spoiling Uncut Gems for people that haven't uh, seen it, uh, it was a movie filled with anxiety for the sake of being filled with anxiety. That's and that, that that makes it good. And for me, it just wasn't entertaining. Uh, like, yeah, my hands were sweating, but for what cost? It, like, it just did. It just did. <laughs> uh, I don't know, Ty. It sounds like it did it for you. You just want to be a hater. Yeah, I agree. Calling them out. I love it. <laughs> All right, so you're going <laughs> Phoenix. What do you guys think here? Go ahead, Kate. So, Joaquin Phoenix for Joker. He really embodied the Joker. So he's the front runner, but I like Adam Driver too in Marriage Story. He's Adam Driver's a really good actor. He puts everything into his roles. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Or Cam, you going uh, Joaquin on, on this one? Yeah, I'm also going to go Joaquin, but I also want to shout out Robert Downey Jr. Wish he would have got a nice, just a nom, just a nom. For those 10 years he served as Iron Man. But Sorry to interrupt you. For supporting, go ahead. Um, I don't know. It just, it's a it's a packed year for movies, man. It's too bad. I but I just, just want to say. Just a nom would have been great. That would, it would have been cool, for sure. Yeah, I, I, also think, I also think that... Uh, Joaquin Phoenix, just his transformation. He's skinny. Yeah. Bones. Um, It's a very different Joker than Heath Ledger's Joker. So I think a lot of people went in wanting more of what Heath Ledger gave. And it just is totally different. Like, this is is a look into mental health. And I think he just really killed it. So I would be happy to see him win. But I, I could also see some of these other actors uh, getting an upset and winning too. So 
We'll see. And I also, uh, let's move. Yeah. I haven't seen a movie where one actor kind of carries the carries the workload the whole movie, and I've been entertained the whole time. So that was pretty impressive. Right. Exactly. It was. It was totally a character driven movie, uh, character focused, and he nailed it. I. I, I agree. Um, so I think that's pretty common with a lot of Joaquin, and I. I think he gets slept on as as an actor because a lot of his performances, he is really like. Have you guys ever seen her? Her's great. He, it's pretty similar. Like it's a movie, like just solely carried by Walking Phoenix, and he, he, he gets he gets slept on as an as an actor. Yeah, there's a movie out there called yeah. The Master, and he won the best actor for that. Um, I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's amazing. I'd like to see it. I think it's on Netflix actually, but uh, yeah, I've heard it's I've heard it's really good. So he he's, he's outstanding for sure. He he definitely is a method actor and and he and embodies every role that he plays. So mm-hmm. very interesting. All right, let's move on to actress here. Uh, Cynthia Erivo. Uh, she played Harriet Tubman and Harriet Scarlett Johansson is a double mom for actress. Uh, she uh, got it for marriage story. Sasha Ronan for little women, Charlie's Theron and bombshell and Renee Zellweger and Judy. Um, from what I have heard, just kind of following the Twitter sphere, and uh, I've heard it's Renee Zellwinger's To Lose and Judy. I have not seen that movie, but I've heard she's incredible. So with that, let's make some predictions. Ty, what do you got? I, I've already I've already said it. Skojo, she's stealing the show. Uh, I think she's winning. Marriage Story was was powerful, so I, I can knock that. What do you got? Yeah, I've, I've actually seen Marriage Story. It's the only movie I've seen in here, and so I'm going to pick Skojo. Okay. Same thing for me, Scott oh. Johnson. I have to go just with the majority. I, I not with you, your majority, but the majority. <laughs> there. Oh, he agrees. He agrees. You haven't even seen the movie. I haven't, but I, <laughs> I follow. I followed the. I followed the movie sphere on Twitter, and I, I know. I have a feeling. Just l- believe me. All right, let's get into the, by the critics. Let's get into the big talk. Uh, best picture. We have Ford vs. Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, 1917, and Parasite. I have only I've seen all of these movies except Little Women um, and Parasite. So I have a little bit of knowledge on these movies. So it was a it was a really unique year, and I went to see a, a ton of movies. So uh, I I I personally think 1917 is going to win. It's going to be. It is an incredible movie, cinematography-wise. I think it's a lock. But if I had to choose my favorite, it would obviously be Irishman. But I'm telling you, don't sleep on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It has a lot of momentum right now in these other awards. So I can see that maybe getting. And Hollywood loves Hollywood, so look out for that. But Ty, what do you got? Um, you know, I have not seen the. I haven't seen the Ford for versus Ferrari, and I haven't seen. Uh, what are they? Jojo Rabbit. I haven't seen, and I haven't seen 1917. So out of the movies that I've seen on here, uh, I think I'm going to have to take, uh, if I'm picking what I think out of the movies that I've seen, I think Joker is probably going to win. Out, wow. of movies, wow. out of the movies that I've seen. Okay. Uh, but I It do, did have 11 nominations. So. I do think I, Joker could have a sneaky, sneaky, really uh, good night um, at the awards. I mean... Uh, not to play devil's advocate, I don't know if it'd be sneaky because they led the nomination. Yeah. But I think in terms of the expectations, I don't know. I think it is 
it is Joaquin Phoenix's movie at this point. I think he is supposed to win performance-wise, but I think the movie isn't expected to win. So that, in terms, would be a, uh, an upset. So I appreciate. I, I got to go ahead. Do you think? Do you think your movie, The Irishman, is going to get any any love? <laughs> I don't think it is. it's it's a damn shame. But I it's a, I don't hear you picking it for anything. Get, I, because I'm trying to get inside. He's trying to pick what he thinks is going to win. I don't think it's going to win. I think it deserves to win. Absolutely. I think it's better than a Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Joker. But look who it is. I don't know. <laughs> <Aaron Scott laughs> we got the scrub parents in the room. Let's go. All right. Uh, yeah. What do you guys think for best picture, though? Yeah, okay. I'm going to. Oh, you'll go. All right. Go yeah. ahead. OK, so I'm going to stop riding the Joker train because I've just been saying that over and over. And I'm going to go with 1917 because that movie is like, it's really good. There's just a lot of just great shots. Like, I don't know. I don't know if it may be a spoiler when they're in the city. Right. That's burning. Yeah. And I want to point out in that point, I know you you haven't seen it, right, Cam? No, I have not. So in that, it felt like he was in hell because of how orange Mm -hmm. and just beautiful. It felt like there was no escape for him. Right, right. It, I think it's a lock for cinematography. You can argue that it might lose in Best Picture, but I like the pick. I, I it's, it's a simple story, but cinematography-wise, I don't know if I've seen a movie like that where it literally looks like it's shot in one take. It's just absolutely beautiful. So I like that. What do you got, Cam? All right, for my picks, uh, first of all, I want to say, like, Parasite, I've heard it's gaining a lot of ground. Here, that's actually super good. I would not be yeah. That's not my pick. My pick is still Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It was super good, carried by Leo and Brad Pitt. Got everything you want. That's my pick. Okay. We have a little bit of variety there. I appreciate that. So, uh, best pick or uh, Oscars is coming up. So we'll hear. We'll uh, we'll have another update next time potentially on who actually did win, and we'll see where our picks landed. <coughs> Move on in the movies TV category. Um, we're going to try and do like three or so headlines with each music, movies, TV, and sports. So we'll talk about that and get into our actual segments here. Um, but Christian Bale was, uh, was announced that he's going to star alongside Chris Hemsworth and Natalie Portman in Thor Love and Thunder, um, directed by Taki Waki. Um, so that's, that's huge news. My question to you guys is who do you guys think he's going to play? Um, me personally, I, it, it's tough because he's such a big name. I personally think he's going to play a villain because he's just too big of a name to play a character that comes back and comes back to the MCU. That's just my opinion. Yeah. I hope I've heard people say there's a character out there called better Ray bill. Um, and he's from some weird alien species, but people have wanted him in the MCU for a long time. And so when Christian Bale got announced, they said, oh, better Ray Bill, better Ray Bill. <laughs> a lot of people want that. Um, but I think he's a hero. So I, I just don't know. I don't know. He, he, it just feels like he's too big of a name for him to recur in the MCU. But you never know. Mar- mm. D- Disney has the money. So who knows? What do, you, what do you guys think? I don't have much to say on this one other than, you know, Christian Bale is a phenomenal actor. So I think whatever uh, they decide to, to roll with him, he's going to kill it and do a good job. Uh, and I, I look forward to, to when this comes out. 
But yeah, Christian Bale, he'll kill it. Whatever, whatever he's in, he, he does a good job. On the villain side, I have heard predictions of Ares, uh, the god of. Oh, okay. Uh, so yeah. that could be something. But what what do you guys think on this? Do you like the news? Yeah, I would I would like to see him play a villain with already two with already two main characters. So the villain is bound to get a lot more screen time than just some groupie hero. So that's I hope he plays a villain and get a bunch of screen time. Okay. Yeah, I think you just put him out a villain and you just try and make that villain like the best as possible because he's obviously gonna make that villain better so you just try and get the best villain you can for that movie and just let him roll with it do you think he replaces loki like what do you think depending on what happens in the in the series the the disney plus series coming up loki is he going to be a villain that recurs and we'll see him again or will he die in this movie do you think I don't think he dies. I don't know. That's tough. I mean, they they normally in just like solo movies like that, they just tend to kill people <laughs> all the time. Known for kill, making these dope villains and then killing them off. So that's why I asked. Maybe does he replace Loki? I don't think. That'd be cool Marvel to see. Kills him. I think they keep him as like a uh, after credit scene. He's gonna come back. And he's He's just going to be like, I'm alive, and then... Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. They, they kill him, but leave the door open for him to come back, yeah. Okay, that, that would be interesting. All right, mm-hmm. staying in the, the Taka Watiti realm, he's the director of Thor Love and Thunder, so this is a, a seamless transition. He was approached by Star Wars to write and direct a Star Wars movie. Um, what do you guys think of that news? Do you want to predict what... It could be there's a lot. We'll we'll get into it when we talk Mandalorian and Rise of Skywalker. But just do you like this news? And I guess if you had to pinpoint one thing that you'd like to see him do, what would it be? I I think it's important because Star Wars is at kind of an interesting point um, in their franchise where I think if they're going on with another trilogy, they need to if if it's Takiti Wahi stick in have him do the entire trilogy. Because uh, yeah, I think exactly. in the last uh, trilogy, it got kind of messy when Rian Johnson got thrown in. He got J.J. Abrams. Right. Um, so whoever they do decide to go with, I think it's important to you know stick with them, write it out, let them get their creative uh, throughout the trilogy right. rather than splitting it up. I have a, I have just a, like a, I'm spitballing here for you guys. We talked about it a little tiny bit on the OG podcast, the last one we did, but I want to bring it up with you guys. What? Star Wars, I don't know. It's very divisive right now. Ty, there's some people who love it. There's some people who it was not their favorite Star Wars, and they're kind of at an end point, and they need to pivot. So what do you think Star Wars needs to do to get that critical acclaim that Marvel has back? Can do you I, think – what's up? Go ahead. Uh, Ty was talking about a new trilogy. Star Wars said uh, – Lucasfilm said they want to move away from the trilogy Tril- aspect. That I did see that. So I was going to pose this to you guys. What what if they started their own universe, if you will, as kind of Marvel? Oh, like an MCU. Okay. I think they do these kind of character-driven movies and then loop them together in the end because we know Kevin Feige's uh, he was approached yeah. to do a movie. We we haven't had a confirmation that Ta- Taka Watiti is doing the movie, but he was approached. We have the rumors of the High Republic and the Old Republic. Do you want to see something where it's uh, character-driven movies and they're all kind of linked together? Do you think that would be... 
Um, I don't know. I'd, I'd rather have him go the other way. So I have that's idea. kind of Marvel's thing. That's kind of Marvel's thing already. So like, I just kind of like to. I don't want like a trilogy. I'd almost rather just kind of like see like just spinoffs from here on out, but not like tie it back. And I think what they really need to do, especially Watiti, what he can do is make them more fun. And they're a lot more. They're a lot like serious the whole time. And I don't know if people can sit through a whole movie like that. Knowing it's in a Star Wars universe, I think that's where Marvel really capitalizes. The movies are fun, so. So, and I know you got a lot to say on this one. So go yeah, ahead. I'm a big Star Wars guy. So I was thinking about this, and I think the best route Star Wars can go is they, they have the director that we're talking about. He focuses on the Old Republic, which, if you don't know, there's like a ton of Sith and a ton of Jedi, and you can make. A bunch of stories about these Sith, which kill each other for power. The Jedi also are trying to kill the Sith. And it all ends with this big wrap-up in the in the story of the Old Republic with Darth Bane killing everyone and creating the rule of two. So I think you just make movies with these storylines that all lead up to that. I like that. I, and I, I really do like that. And like kind of like what we were talking about, though, Away from the trilogy setup, or kind of the yeah, away from it. You just let it go as many movies as you need. It you you yeah. have no restraints. You just go. I have I have mixed uh, mixed emotions about this one because you know the trilogy setup is kind of Star Wars. Uh, that, that is thing. That's what you think about like, the, the you know the original trilogies. Um, so you want to see him keep the trilogy set up? No, I'm not. I'm not dead set on it. I like. I like the trilogy setup. I love the sagas. Um, but if they do it correctly, um, kind of the the format that Marvel has set up that, that they've shown that's been successful, uh, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Um, but they'd have to do it correctly, and because also you got to think about Disney Plus. They had they. Mm-hmm. Looping in Disney Plus, we know of a Obi Wan series, a Cassian and Andor series. Um, they're they're gonna keep pumping the Disney Plus. So then you gotta also think about: Do you loop in the TV series with the movies, similar to what Marvel is going to do? It's just it's it's a big discussion, and it's very hard. They're gonna like I know this is gonna sound bad, but I think they need to take a couple years off, plan something, plan plan a yeah. a path. And bring unveil it at some point. Just don't give us these kind of half-hearted movies. I don't know. That's where I I land on the whole Star Wars deal. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, I think I even saw the. I mean, that time off between the the prequels, and then you had I don't know how many years, and then you had the Force Awakens. There was so much anticipation when the Force Awakens came out, uh, and it was just awesome to finally get star wars back and taking time off can can be a good thing for sure right and i think in that time off you can drop you can drop these disney plus series that feed us over um so i don't know i i I think it'll be interesting to see what star wars does but we'll be keeping our ear to the ground do you have anything else you want to say kate yeah another thing i think they should do is try and keep the tv shows they should try and not make them like decide on what happens in the movies they should just kind of be like extra you know but they should tie in if that makes sense they should tie in but they shouldn't decide what happens in the movies 
Okay, so similar to what we're seeing with the whole MCU and the Sony Spider-Verse with the Morbius. Did you catch yeah. it? So similar to like what happens in the MCU will affect the Sony, the Morbius movies and the Sinister Six that they're building. But what happens in the Sinister Six movies won't affect MCU. Is that kind of what you're saying? Disney it, Plus? No, it can affect it in like little bits, but it shouldn't drive the story. Okay. Okay. I like that. Anything else to add, gentlemen? Nope. No, sir. Okay. All right, let's get into some music here. If, if, we, if you guys haven't listened to these albums, we can kind of fly by this. But uh, two big albums dropped on the same day, Circles by Mac Miller, a posthumous album, and uh, Music to be Murdered by by Eminem, a uh, surprise drop. No one saw it coming. So let's talk about it. Have you guys listened to those yet? I've, I've listened to Circles, yes. Circles and Eminem. Okay. Ty, I know you probably heard bits and pieces, right? Yeah, I've heard. Uh, I didn't. Whatever comes up on Pandora. Oh, I, not yet. Yeah, I've heard. <laughs> I've heard. I've heard most of Circles, and I've heard a few off of uh, uh, Eminem's. Uh, and yeah. what are, we, are we just giving our? Yeah, we're just saying like or? what what are you know what are your favorite songs? If you're critical about it, what didn't do it for you? That type. Yeah. Of thing. No. Uh, I don't have much to say. Other for circles, Mac Miller, uh, gone too soon, my guy, uh, rest in power. Um, I think, uh, you know, gave the fans what they wanted. Uh, the songs that I have heard, they've been really beautiful and kind of uh, talked about, you know, what really, really about his life, um, somewhat. And and that's all I'll really say about Mac Miller, rest in peace, homie. Um, mm -hmm. And Eminem, I think it's time to hang it up, my guy. Uh, <laughs> hang it up. I was about to say the same thing. I was, I'm on board with that. <laughs> growing up, Eminem had some had some bangers, but uh, he came in like a lion and he's coming out like a lamb. Um, wow. It, it, it's, it's really sad to see. Um, I, I'm curious to hear what you guys got to say. And, I have you know, a lot to say. And, here, so. and you know, for Lil Wayne, I is almost in the same boat. It's probably time to hang it up too, brother. Uh, we haven't even announced that yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, figure it out. Come on. Did Lil Wayne drop something or no? no, no. He's dropping his album Funeral next Friday, January thirty first. Okay, I was a little confused about that. Yeah. Anyway, I, okay. So I have a a lot to say about Eminem. Yeah, go on ahead, man. Go on ahead. So um, I'm very critical about this Eminem album. I'm a huge Eminem fan. I am in the boat that I think he's one of, if not the greatest of all time to do it. Um, but this album, I don't know. It just didn't really do it for me. I think it was very bloated. 20 songs are some a definite, like, I don't want to say majority, but there's a chunk of songs here that could have been left off. The, young, the one with Young M.A., there's some that, I don't know, just feel corny. Uh, it felt like, I don't know, it felt like he it was like a mix between Revival and Kamikaze. I, I enjoyed Kamikaze a lot. I, I defended Kamikaze hard on Twitter. Uh, Revival, I personally think, is his worst album in his catalog. This one is falls somewhere in between. I think he's trying to do too much. I have a, a quote here from something. So DJ Booth, my favorite hip-hop publication, came out with their review of it. And then uh, one of the writers quote tweeted it and had a line from the review. He says, if only 
Eminem cared about making the best music and not being the best rapper. I think that sums it up perfectly because he's spitting bars and like even in Godzilla at the end there, the one with Juice World, also R.I.P. Uh, mm-hmm. He is rapping at light speed. He raps at a very high level and his bars are like really potent. But some of the like, if you listen, if you peel back the layers and listen to the choruses, and I don't know, it's just some of it is just not enjoyable music, and it sucks because Eminem's one of my favorites. But I think I'm at a point in my life where I would rather play an album like Circles. Like it means more to me, and it just is better music. There are songs I enjoy on Music to Be Murder- Murdered by Stepdad gets me fired up. Um, there's the one, the Godzilla one with Juice World's pretty good. The intro is good. The the one about uh, gun violence is really good. Darkness. There's a video that's very powerful that I recommend. But it was very bloated, and it just I don't know. It just didn't do it for me. What do you guys think? Uh, I just want to, before we before we kick it over, <laughs> you mentioned Eminem being one of the greatest of all time. Um, and you know, I think maybe five six years ago, a lot of people were in the, in the same boat, but as more, and this might be a hot take, but uh, the more music he puts out, I think the lower he gets on the list. Right. I, you know exactly. what? After Kamikaze, I wouldn't have said that, that but after this, and when it when he dropped, it's kind of a short time span, the revival Kamikaze in this one, because normally he takes like three or four years in, in between each album, but this one, they kind of feel all kind of connected. I would agree with you. I think revival didn't do it. This one just didn't do it for me. Kamikaze, I did enjoy, but I think he's starting to diminish his legacy now, which sucks to say. Um, maybe this album will grow on me. I don't really know, but I don't know. I But then again, he's going to get hated on either way. If he puts out a, an album like, let's say, 444, his version of an adult version of Eminem, that, that album, he will get he will get hate too. He's just in a, in a spot where... He can't. He can do no no right, really, and it sucks. Mm-hmm. But I, I I think I agree with you on the mm-hmm. he's it's it's kind of diminishing quality a little bit. So I just think he's kind of lost his. I think Eminem's best when he's slim shady, you know, and he's kind of lost. Yeah. But here's the thing. I would well, like sorry sorry to sorry to kind of keep you guys out. <laughs> so we'll no, keep going, man. Here. Keep going. I, I I just got something to say to Ty's point. Once you're done. But the slim shady. Yes, I totally agree. But he he throws dis, disses on people. Kamikaze was basically a whole diss album. Everybody got flamed on it. And people were pissed because he's bringing people down and he's not, he's not putting on any new rappers. Like I feel like the society and music in general has changed maybe. And where it was cool and fresh and new back when he dropped Marshall Mathers LP, the people have come accustomed to diss tracks now where I think maybe he pivots like he hasn't pivoted. And I don't know. I think music, the the society has changed. And I, I don't, I don't think, I, I think if he does go full out slim shady, people have already seen that and they don't really care anymore. That's what he's in a position where he can do. He can do nothing right. It sucks. He's and it's got it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? What do you guys think? Yeah, for the Slim Shady part, like, I, I don't know if he's his best, because I think his best is still Recovery, big fan of Recovery, and that was him as Marshall Mathers, I'm pretty sure, is that correct? Yes? Say that again? I mean, it, that was more him, Marshall Mathers, rather than Slim Shady. I don't think there was really, 
I would agree. Yeah, so I, I'd say that's his best album. And I thought he was starting to get back on track with Kamikaze. Yeah. Because Revival was horrible. It was, it was, it was so bad. And then we got this, and I, no, I just think it's time for him. I think he's outdated, to be honest. I think music has just completely changed, and I think he's just not in anymore. I think he's just he just can't figure out what he wants to do. Do you guys like the idea of a 444 version for Eminem? Like, if he drops an adult yeah. album that was mature and vulnerable and honest, would you like that? Well, that was he was pretty exactly. honest like that on recovery. Not like uh, not like to the level Jay Z was, but I mean he was getting there, and that was my favorite one. So I mean he can try it, but if it doesn't work, it's time it's time to call it. I would say. Uh, you want my thoughts? Yeah. So on circles and Eminem. Yeah, sure. Whatever. So for Eminem, you said you're at the point in your life where you enjoy circles more. And I'm a big Eminem fan, but I can't really, I can't think of a time in my life where I'd enjoy this album more. <laughs> it's not, it's not it. He needs to hang it up. I really like the Juice World song, but that's it for me. Like, right, it doesn't go much farther than that. It's the same thing as, as like, it sounds the same as, as a lot of his songs, which it will happen. But like 20 of those songs, it's too much. And I also, I talked about it a little bit on the OG podcast, but I can bring it up here too. I think um, a Circles by Mac Miller comes from, and this is going to sound corny and it is what it is, but it comes from a place of love, whereas Eminem's music comes from a place of hate. Like he's pissed off all the time and you can see that in his music. Whereas, I don't know, I just, me, where I'm at in my life right now, I like to have music that I can connect to to make me feel better. I don't know. I just, I think... There's a time and place for everything, and I think Eminem's music gets you hyped, and if you're pissed and you can relate to that, power to you. But I don't know. I just felt like Mac Miller's album was just absolutely beautiful, and it felt genuine in the way it was rolled out, and I just – I love it. It's a great album. I would be very shocked if it's not on my top ten at the end of this year. So Eminem's turning into one of those people that like it are wearing the Monster Energy drink hat. <laughs> A Kyle. Eminem is fire, bro. (laughs) Yeah, that's a Kyle. That's what you call that. A Kyle. (laughs) And the thing is, the thing is, Eminem stands on Twitter are epic. They'll come at you and say, "You don't know real rap, bro." And it's just funny to watch. But (laughs) they're kind of like mini trays running around. (laughs) They're old heads. That hurt. That cut me deep. Yeah, no, <laughs> Circles was beautiful. I absolutely loved it. Um, it was su- apparently supposed to be a part of a trilogy, and the third one was supposed to be more of a pure hip-hop album. So it sucks that we won't get that. But I think um, touching on one more thing, and then we can move on, is um, it's a beautiful and tragic thing. When Mac Miller died, he uh, was at his creative peak. The beautiful part of it being that he – found he honed his sound perfectly and he knew what he wanted to say before he died and it's a it's a beautiful thing because swimming is like one of my all-time favorite albums and circles just kind of adds on on top of that this one felt a little more hip-hop than swimming it's they're both musical albums but um it just he was at his creative peak when he died and it's a damn shame um it's crazy because i have a special place in my heart for mac miller i felt like my musical taste 
grew as he as he put out different types of music and i it, it, he he's special to me and this album is really beautiful so can i say something about circles of course what's okay, your so it's gonna hurt you trey but like i'm okay. not that big of a mac miller fan i i it's hard for me to listen to him but personally i think circles is a good album it's comparing it to uh x's uh after death album it's a lot better like it's not like a cash grab like people say x's was right. i actually enjoyed this one right yeah i i think it felt genuine i think honestly if mac didn't die i think we probably would have got this album last year um i i feel like he was in the process of making this album and wanting to drop it the producer john brion came in and he finished it and it felt genuine so it was a good thing good thing all around so Anything yeah, else? I think we need to be on the lookout for Juice World because I, I think he, his, he's going to have a post-thumbest thing, and he is a pretty big star. So see how that turns out. And then just a tidbit uh, before we get into some sports talk, uh, Eminem, or excuse me, Lil Wayne announced an album called Funeral. It's coming out January 31st. We talked about it a little, but that's what it is. Now let's move on to some sports so we can get into some uh, segments after. Kate, what do you got? Uh. My phone's about to die. Can you cut this part out? Scrub. I need to get it on a charger. Sure, go run and get it. We're, we're not going to. Sorry about that. Watch out. Watch out. Funeral's going to be Lil Wayne's return. Just wait on it. I'm telling you. I have a good feeling. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah, Wayne's coming back with funerals. Watch out. Hopefully. Um, let's move into some sports so we can get into some. This is. It's kind of been a long podcast as is, but. That's okay. Uh, we want to get to all of our segments, so let's move right into sports. Uh, and then we can talk. So we don't have to really discuss national kind of a long time since that. The Super Bowl preview, we have the Niners and we have the Chiefs. Who do you guys have? Do you think it'll be a good game? The whole nine. What do you think? I think this is a really interesting matchup for the Super Bowl. Absolutely. Uh, you got the spreadgy out, throw it deep, gunslinging Chiefs versus the ground and pound, uh, stout defense in the 49ers. Yeah. Um, I think you're going to see who – I think what it's going to come down to in this game is who's going to be able to control the clock. Um, if the 49ers are able to slow down Patrick Mahomes and keep their run game going, the 49ers – um, and control the time possessions. I think you're going to see the 49ers win. Um, but my prediction in this game, I don't think they're going to be able to do it. Nick Bosa is not going to be able to get to Patty Mahomes enough. Um, and you're going to see my man, Pat Mahomes, have a heck of a game. Um, I think he's going to be the Super Bowl MVP, and the Chiefs are going to win in a shootout. I yeah. I also think that the Chiefs are going to win. I, don't, I, I think this is a perfect matchup as – um, where the Niners are good at one thing, the the Chiefs are good in another to kind of combat that. I think this is a good game where one strength plays on to another weakness. Like, I don't know. I think it's just the perfect matchup, and I'm really excited to see. I hope it's a, a shootout, a high-scoring game. I'm taking the Chiefs. Uh, I just – my whole thing with the Niners is that um, in that in that NFC Championship, they ran, ran, ran the ball so much. And they did it successfully. And, I, I mean, if they could do it successfully against the Chiefs, then they'll be successful. But I just think that they'll need that other element, that passing game, to win. And, and Jimmy G is good, but I don't know. 
I, I just think the Chiefs are going to take it in this one. But what do you guys uh, I think it's Chiefs all the way. Uh, to me, this is, this is going to be a hot take. I think Patrick Mahomes. Here. Sorry, go on. I think Patrick Mahomes has the has the most skills of any of the NFL quarterbacks. Like, there's no other quarterback that has as many skills as him. And then Travis. Lamar Slander. Lamar can oh, run. He's a glorified running back, but Patrick Patrick Holmes can run, throw, no look pass. He's just so good. And then Kelsey is pretty much unstoppable. unstoppable. We're not Cade the Turtle Killer back for episode two. That's for sure. Lock it. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. All right. So you have Chiefs. Cam, what do you have? Well, just I was gonna pick the Chiefs, but now that everyone else picked the Chiefs, I'm taking the Niners. <laughs> I'm taking the Niners. Tom Brady's, Tom Brady's uh, underling. He's gonna lead the way. Richard Sherman's. I'm. I'm calling it. Richard Sherman's picking off Patty Mahomes twice this game. Ooh, is that Wait is for that, that to happen? MVP? Huh? Is that enough? Sherman as a, yeah. Give me Sherman as the MVP. He's Ooh. gonna return from that Achilles injury. Everyone was ripping on him for his contract. He's gonna show. He's gonna show the world what's what's up. If that, the, that'd be dope. If the Niners are gonna win, and I think they have the talent to do so. Uh, I think the offense, Jimmy G, is going to have to go through George Kittle. Uh, and <laughs> their defense is going to have to step up. Richard Sherman is going to have a good game. They have to get pressure on Patrick Mahomes. They're not going to be able to let him get outside the pocket. Uh, so we'll see uh, who's who. what strength prevails, but I think it's going to be a good game. All right. Is that all we have on the, uh, the Super Bowl? What do you guys think of the halftime performance? Shakira and J-Lo, what do you, what do you think that'll be good? I think it's time to get some rappers in there. Like Drake, let Drake perform. Or Kendrick. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we, have, we have a Call of Duty player in the background getting murdered. Yes, yes, we do. What do you I, – I, I think it'll be a good performance. They always have kind of a sneak – uh, like kind of a, a surprise guest. I think we'll probably get that here too. Normally it gets leaked and it gets announced and it's annoying, but hopefully they keep it a surprise and we'll get kind of more. But I think it'll put on a good show. Yeah, I think, uh, uh, you know, I'm not overly excited for it. Uh, you know, J, J- Lo Shakira put them together. That's a, that's a lot of good looking women. Uh, one. <laughs> hey, uh, but I do have. Yeah. One beef. Uh, did you guys see the video on Twitter that the NFL put out of them practicing? Uh, They're throwing footballs and trying to catch them. It was the ugliest. Yeah. Wait, J Lo, J Lo, J Lo, Shakira uh, were playing catch with the football. I did. The that. ugliest thing I've ever seen in my life. You're about uh, to get flamed. That's all right. The women movement. That's all right. They need to work on throwing the football a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, what what do we want to go on from here? Do we want to briefly touch on the MLB cheating scandal? Do you want to enlighten us on this? Um, no, all I want – well, one, I wanted to talk about the, NFL, or the national championship. All I wanted to say on that is go Tigers. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. You do the MLB cheating scandal, I have to uh, run and use the facilities. Okay. Can you, can you lead this real quick? Or? Sure. Okay. The rundown. Talk about that and LeBron, and I'll be right back. All right, well, you don't want to get in on the LeBron? Uh... No, you guys have it. All right. LeBron, what's, what's more to say about LeBron? I mean, I he's the GOAT. I guess I'm taking over here. Uh, so the MLB cheating scandal, I, I don't have a whole lot to say about it other than, you know, I hope the MLB gets this right. Uh, uh, what, what would be right for you, can I ask? 
Should well, they be I, stripped? What's that? Should they be stripped, like, of their title or whatever? I think, I mean, you have to tell a fine line of uh, you want to deter this kind of action going forward. Uh, and I think stripping them of their of their titles um, is is something. And I think in the uh, firing of the managers that you saw the repercussions, I think that that is a deterrent as well. Um, I just think uh, they have to get it right, whatever it may be. Uh, it's a lot of pressure on the commissioner. Um, it's just really sad to see MLB, uh, a lot of the MLB players being involved um, in this cheating scandal. Um, it. it it's really sad for one of my oh. favorite games. So I, I really hope they get this right. I don't know how you guys feel about it. Um, I know your Red Sox have been uh, talked a little bit about a little, a little cheating. Um, so if you guys wanted to, to touch on it, see what you I got. Have something. Sure. So here's, here's what I think is happening. Is the reason – so the MLB, I don't think they've been taking – they've been punishing very hard. Have you kind of noticed how they're not punishing that hard? Mm. Like, people are getting fired and stuff, but it's not the worst that can happen. I think the reason they're not punishing hard is because they don't want to open up the scandal more. And if they punish too hard, people are going to start telling on other about other teams that are doing this. And then it's a league-wide scandal, not just these team scandals. Yeah, and I definitely, that's an even bigger problem. And I definitely think uh, it's a bigger issue than what the MLB is uh, leading on. I agree with you there. Uh, and I, I think some an aspect of this uh, that doesn't get talked about is you've kind of seen the development throughout MLB history. Uh, come on back in, Trey. Uh, you've seen in MLB's history, uh, everyone loves to see offense. Everyone loves to see these home runs. Um, but throughout history, you've seen these pitchers develop throwing 100 mile an hour fastballs, mm-hmm. 90, 95, and it's being it's it's tougher for these hitters to you know hit and produce this offense. Um, so you've seen kind of a transition. I think that you, you're seeing teams having to result to to other options here, um, and it's it's very sad. I hope the MLB gets this right. Um, I hate to see the cheating in, in the game that I love. Um, so. Yeah, uh, t- it's a very tough situation for the MLB to be, be in. I hope the commissioner gets it right. Yeah, I mean, you can know that 97-mile-an-hour fastball is coming, but can you hit it? Like, I don't know. They didn't. These guys can they hit steal it. signs all the time, but the way they did it was wrong. So, yeah, but I don't have a point. Everyone can agree that this, this is definitely wrong. Uh, I, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I think this is way worse than taking steroids. Um, it's just take, it, yeah. it takes the fun out of the game for me, at least uh, as a, as a fan, um, Trey, I don't know if you have any opinions on this. No, I, I, I basically agree. <laughs> kind of lame, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know a lot about this. I'll be honest with you. I mean, I, I've heard of it, but I haven't read up on it enough to really I mean, if you look at the batting average difference at from home to away games for the Astros, it's crazy. It's yeah. like 190 to like 420. That's like yeah. the split. It's yeah. insane. It's, it's crazy. Um, educate yourself on it. Um, but yeah, yeah. hopefully hopefully MLB gets this right. Okay. Um, I know you guys want to talk about LeBron. Uh, <laughs> Just throw it out there. Cam, what did you have in mind specifically about 
this. I just just shout it out, LeBron got past Kobe. Whatever. I I he's the goat. Yeah. Big I mean, milestone. Figure I throw it out there. He's not the goat. That's a debate for another day. But he's people not. People that try and Kobe and the goat argument are just kind of like you know just trying to stay relevant. Uh, Kobe is one of he paved the way for a lot of people, but uh, I don't think he's in the goat goat discussion. But shout out to LeBron. Yeah, probably pass this uh, tomorrow when they play the Lakers. I mean the Clippers. I think they played it. Just because, just because we're running late on time, I want to get to everything here, so uh, we can kind of shorten our Mandalorian Star Wars talk because we kind of discussed it a little bit. No, we're not gonna, we're not gonna, no, we're not gonna skip or anything, but. Uh, okay. Let's talk about Mandalorian and, and uh, Rise of Skywalker here for a little bit. So I'm going to give my like paragraph brief of what went hap- what happened in the Mandalorian since we all saw. Uh, it. I don't think you, you don't need to summarize it. I think see. we I think we do though, and then, then I, you can talk about you know what we like, what we dislike. It, it's a little paragraph. So Mando goes on a bounty mission, finds Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda saves Mando with the Force. <laughs> Mando almost collects his bounty. The spoiler alert, by the way, here. Spoiler alert, rewind, move forward. Uh, Mando almost collects his bounty for Baby Yoda, but grows a conscience and takes him back. He denounces the guild, tries to hide Baby Yoda on another planet, but realizes it's not safe. He goes on a few other missions, heads back with the team to fight a mysterious villain. Mando and his team wins and vows to bring Baby Yoda back to his species. Did I miss anything there? No. That's pretty much it, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, let's talk about our thoughts here. What do we think of the first season of The Mandalorian? Kate, I'll let you go first because you're the Star Wars nut here. Okay, so obviously I loved it. I love the – there's sort of a Western feel to it. Right. And that's what George Lucas wanted. He wanted a Western in space. And I love that they portray that very well. The Mandalorian is such a good culture in Star Wars that hasn't really been touched on that – it's just a perfect culture to go after and look at. It's like Spartans. There's a reason why 300 is a good movie. People want to see it. So, and then they, I don't know how I feel about Baby Yoda, but it's Star Wars. It, it's good Star Wars. Okay. I, I'll, I'll give my thoughts here. I was, I'm very, I'm going to be very critical of the show. Uh, I really, really, really enjoyed it. I did not love it. I was not enthralled with it. Um, it was entertaining. Um, if I'm going to choose to watch a show, I want to watch a serialized show where one episode leads to another episode, leads to another episode mm-hmm. that connects in an overarching theme, story. This this show felt like it was more of a show that he went on a mission and he went on another mission and he went on another mission. And then they kind of looped it back in the end, but there, it just felt like a, a show of him and Baby Yoda going on missions. And I liked it. It was entertaining. But I'm not going to above a Sopranos, Game of Thrones. Like, can I you, uh, shows like that. Can you explain an episode where, like, you don't think it ties in? Okay. I have one very big example. We talked about it in detail on the OG podcast, but – um, I don't remember exactly what episode. I think it was like five, where the very last thing I think you're, they're on Tatooine and you see the kneeling guy, uh, 
going for the the lady bounty hunter who they were shooting at and then it cuts and you're like oh my god what is that who is who is that basically and then the next next episode is the bill burr episode where they're all uh the alien girl and they're all trying to break out whoever they're trying to break out and it just they didn't go back to it now you could make the argument that it that was the um big villain in the end who the name is escaping me what was the guy's name do you know kade nope Okay, the, you know what I'm talking about, though. The, yeah. the big villain in the end. It, you can make the argument that the kneeling down guy was him, but they never went back to it. In a, in a show, in a serialized show that, like, I'm talking about, the very next thing in the next episode, you would have revealed who that, that character was. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just, I don't know. It felt like, like, standalone episodes, they were incredible, and it was very unique in the way they were basically movies the way yeah. they're plot and the visuals but in terms of the storytelling it felt if that makes sense what do you have ty i know you're you're thinking well okay do you want to go yeah go i feel like you're gonna align with yeah Trey. yeah i mean yeah i'm i'm also gonna align with Trey here <laughs> i, I would have just liked to see you go point a to point b rather than doing the run around just kind of random stories. So I mean, it was cool. It was fun to watch, but it wasn't like the most fantastic thing I've seen. And also, I think season two they could go wherever they want. I like the idea of them exploring Yoda species and us learning more about the child because that that is my that's my fascination with this Mandalorian show is baby Yoda and how he uses the Force and how he came to be. Is he related to Yoda? Is he Can just I- a species? Yeah, go for it. I personally don't want them to, like, indulge in this Yoda stuff. I I want them to keep Yoda a secret because, one, it's what George Lucas wanted. He wanted him to be a character who's there, and but he's, you don't know much about him. There's a, there's a reason he didn't say his species or his home planet. He didn't want it to be known. I don't want them to make a name for the species or show his home planet at all. But let me to to rebut you. Uh, I think Takawatiti and maybe John Favreau, or maybe it was Pedro Pascal, the guy who plays the Mandalorian. They know the name. They they came out and said they know the name of the child. So I yeah. think we're gonna learn more about him. I'm okay with the child like having a name, but not the species of the child. You like you sense? crowded in mystery. Yeah. Okay. All right. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I think I think the Mandalorian did its job. Uh, I think it was entertaining, had appeal to a mass audience, which I think that was Disney Plus's intention with the Mandalorian. Um, as Star Wars fans, I think we dive a little bit too too much into it. Uh, I think it was an entertaining series. I, my expectations going into it weren't extremely high, so they met my expectations. Uh, so I thought I enjoyed it. Um, I didn't think it was going to move the universe forward any. I thought it was going to tell a story. Uh, I thought the Baby Yoda factor factoring into it was uh, a very cool aspect of the show. Um, I have, a, I I have a rebuttal. The devil's advocate for you. <laughs> you said you said that Mandalorian did its job, but, but so did Solo. I feel like Solo did its job, and mm. it was, you know, a lot of people hated that movie. I like Solo. I like I Solo. Think it's, What's no, your, I, what's your point? With I like it too. Solo? No, I'm just saying, like I, a lot, a lot of like big Star Wars fans out there, we we like it, but 
a lot of people hated that movie and thought it was yeah. a failure and it stopped it halted all of the Star Wars spin-offs movies like from a from a box office standpoint I just think it did its job it was entertaining it was even supposed to open up a door for more sequels I just I don't know Mandalorian it did its job but didn't do it to the level of where they thought it was going to I also think it's different on a a movie Critically aspect wise, by the way I think on a movie aspect, it's a lot different when that's playing in theaters versus Disney Plus. I think they're trying to widen their audience a little bit, uh, kick off this streaming service. Um, so I think you're kind of comparing oranges to apples a little bit there, but they do have some similarities. And I, I, I enjoyed Solo. I thought it also did its job and it was entertaining. There you go. All right. Uh, what do you guys, where do you think? that where do you think the mandalorian is going in season two we talked a little bit about the baby yoda species but where what do you see happening with the story in season two i i got an idea for this one let's hear it okay so we saw the dark saber oh spoiler if you haven't seen it spoiler <laughs> so the, we saw the dark saber we saw how this uh bad guy he wields the dark saber so obviously we're going to see a buildup in trying to take this guy down. We're, everyone under him, I bet Mando goes after them first, and it's just like a ladder. But in terms of characters, I bet we see Iden Versio, which if you don't know, she's from the Battlefront 2 campaign. She's a Inferno trooper. She's a big one. I bet we see her. And, and it was also announced, sorry to interrupt you, that we – they're exploring characters that we already know of. That was announced, and it. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Do you think we'll get any old, old characters? I could easily see us getting old characters. What characters? That's another discussion. I want to hear Cade's thoughts on this one. <laughs> I I think we see Boba Fett in the end of season two for a cliffhanger. You're saying, huh? So you're saying he, so you're saying he survived Return of the Jedi. This is between Return yeah. of the Jedi and Force Awakens. I don't. I don't believe that yeah. the yeah. best bounty hunter in the galaxy is going to die to a Snarlack pit. Okay. Okay. So you think we see Boba Fett? Yeah. He could even then. Then if that's the case, he could be the kneeling down guy. Yeah. Yeah. But my big, my big, uh, low key character is Iden Versio. In the the video game. Yeah. Okay. Cool. What do you think, uh, Cam? Do you have any ideas where season two is going? I mean, if I'm being honest, I my guess would be that it's just going to be like the same thing we've already been seeing. Just random missions, this and that, and then with the slight tie-in at the end. Did you like it? Have you liked yeah, it? Yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it. It just, like, it just didn't have a storyline, really, to me. But it was cool to watch. I liked it. I think... I think it would be interesting if they explore a little bit more the Mandalorian species right. itself. Yeah, and, yeah um, but that was the coolest part of the whole show for me. Can I say another when they actually did that. Yeah, and I think it would be really cool if they, they brought in Boba Fett. I think that would be really cool, too. That would um, be cool. I, I don't know. I, I, I disagree with you, Cade, and the fact that I kind of hope we see a little bit of Yoda species. That kind of got me fired up at the end there. Yeah. Can I say one more thing? Yeah, of course. Another thing I'd like to see is how Mandalore falls. Because if you don't know, in the Clone Wars, they have like a civil war and everything. And then in Rebels, which is another Star Wars TV show, they show Mandalore, the planet, and it's just like 
a desert planet. Everything's destroyed. Okay. So get more backstory there. Yeah. Okay. I like that. All right. Let's, uh, should we move on to some Rise of Skywalker talks? I know Ty is chomping at the bit with this one. Right. Um, so obviously this is uh wrapping up the whole skywalker saga um i don't have the paragraph brief like i did for the mandalorian there's a lot to get to there but do you guys think that they wrapped up this saga in a perfect way did they answer all of our questions did they leave any questions that we'd like to be answered what, what do you think of this i'll i'll start Kick off, it off Ty. um i thought rise of skywalker fantastic movie from beginning to end um i was entertained from the opening scene to the ending credits uh i can we put you on blast real quick sure you can you can nitpick little different things and we're going to talk about this later how um people are overly critical of star wars but they look over different things in marvel that they're not as critical That's uh, a, I agree. Wow, I wonder I who agree. he's talking about. I really wonder who he's talking about. Star Wars <laughs> has a job to land a plane than Marvel did in this, mo- in this movie. Uh, t- my hat goes off to J.J. Abrams. He did it in a fantastic job, my guy. I was entertained, like I said, from the beginning to the end. That opening scene with Palpatine, probably one of the best opening scenes in a Star Wars movie, I think. Um, and I, I love how they tied that in with this storyline and the Skywalker saga. Um, and Ray. And, yeah, and Ray. Uh, and my my two beasts, and I've told Trey, and I think I've told both of you about it, uh, was, was the kiss with Kylo Ren. Could have done without that. Right. Um, and and calling it the, the Sith Wayfinder. Um, right. Probably, probably could have found a, a cooler name for that or something other. Other than that, it was a fantastic movie. It did its job. It wrapped up the Sky, the Skywalker saga. I don't think it answered every single one of our questions, um, and I think it, that would have been needed an, an additional hour to do right. it, uh, just because of the way the rise of the uh, rise of the Sky, or, um, the Last Jedi kind of screwed everything up a little bit. Um, but it did its job. It wrapped everything up in the best it could in the time period that they had, um, and yeah, I liked it. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I liked it a lot. I was, I thought it was an, an enjoyable movie. Um, there definitely were flaws in the movie, um, and I, I'm excited to hear you let let discuss the Marvel versus Star Wars debate, whatever. Um, I don't know. I think you. So can I put you on blaster a little bit? You say that you like Rise of Skywalker more than you did Endgame, correct? So I don't know. I just I personally think that there were so many movies leading up to Endgame, and they put a bow on it so perfectly. And this one, it, it got messy. I know you're gonna you're gonna you know play devil's advocate on me and say JJ didn't have he didn't have all three movies, and he did the best he could with what he had. Yes, I get that. It just. It is what it is. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. What to tell you. Figure it out, man. Do better. Like, <laughs> like I think he did what he could, but there were still flaws. And I think it wasn't a perfect movie, but it was an enjoyable movie. That's my whole thing. The Ray, the the Ray Kylo Ren kiss definitely could have uh, did without that. My other little beef is like for this being a new movie, I think they introduced too many little side characters. I think it drove away from the plot line a little bit like the 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 girl in the end who 
quite possibly could have been Lando's daughter. Why did we need that? They introduced the new uh, the new droid and Babu Frick. I actually really like Babu Frick and the droid actually played a big part in the the, the role or in the whole storyline. But there was just a bunch of these side characters that maybe we could have done without. Um, I liked I liked the Palpatine twist with Ray. That was interesting and fun and cool. Um, I, I, I question whether the Palpatine was more of a marketing grab. Like, did they just bring him in just to bring back some nostalgia and loop the, the, uh, trilogies all together or was it genuine? Um, that's just kind of a rhetorical question, but I don't know, but let's hear what you guys think. So you're going to talk for an hour, man. (laughs) <laughs> I really like I really like the movie. Okay, I'm I'm just gonna keep it short. I really like the movie. I'm on the side with Ty. Uh, Marvel people, you know, they're being hypocritical. With <laughs> I'm calling out Cam pretty much. <laughs> he's too hypocritical. He's too critical and hypocritical. And Palpatine was a fantastic final villain. He's the best Sith ever. You, it's amazing to bring him back and like to show the power he had it was great the only thing i didn't like was when ray said at the end ray skywalker i don't think she should just adopt that name i think she should have said ray palpatine but then you gotta change the title i think so i think i I found that part interesting uh because you know in a couple previous scenes you saw uh ray being the entire jedi saying we're with you we're with you we're with you and then you got Palpatine, who is all the Sith, who we find out is in Ray too. So I think she makes the conscious choice of being, you know, she has all, she's the balance of the Force, pretty much. Like, she is the prophecy that they've talked about from the very beginning. Uh, and she makes the conscious decision that she is good over evil, and she's a Skywalker. So I didn't really have a big That's issue. A good take. I, like I, didn't, that I didn't have a big issue with her saying that she's a Skywalker. I think it was a conscious decision from her. Um, but I, and I, I, I actually, I, I liked it. I liked it. Can I, one scene, my absolute favorite scene was when Ray kills Chewie. I love that scene. Cause it's Kylo versus Ray pulling a ship, which we've never seen that much force power. And then Ray just electrocutes the whole thing. And when she screams Chewie, I don't know. It just, that scene was it. awesome. And yeah, the, battle, great. the battle before that with her and Kylo Ren was fantastic on the on the death ship. Yeah, yeah. And the water flying, I, just fantastic, fantastic. <laughs> Cam, we have anything to add? Yeah, I have a lot to add. I mean, I don't know. I didn't like it that much. I mean, I wasn't a hater. I think it was dumb that they brought back Palpatine. That was so lame to me. Because to me, they, that just means they couldn't develop someone better. Like, that's, that's lame to me. And you say I'm being hypocritical, but they were they were building Thanos. They didn't bring him back. Of a new no. character uh, in that in a two-and-a-half-hour, three-hour time frame, in an end of a saga, it would have been tough to introduce a new villain. Yeah, it really would have been tough, but if you were developing, say, a Kylo Ren from the first movie... I think I I give him I give him a little uh, I give him a little a lot of bad stuff because like I didn't like it but I do see where you guys are coming from where he did not have all three movies to work with which is fair 
So, like, he gets a little bit of defense for that. But I don't know. I, I didn't like bringing back Palpatine. That scene you were talking about with the ship, I wish I would have seen more of that with the, her lightning. Go ahead, Trey. You can go ahead and jump in now. I was just going to say, they had that villain in the palm of their hand. They killed him off in Last Jedi. Snoke was that villain. They should not have killed him. He should have been the big bad in the end. There you it go. Might- there you go. And I think... But how they get away with it is, you know, you were talking about how they were developing Kylo Ren in into potentially being like the the big bad villain. Um, but I, what I think is important to remember, he is a descendant of Darth Vader, and he had uh, you've seen in the past two movies before the Rise of the Skywalker that he has good in him. He has the inner fight within him, and I thought it was interesting to kind of see the vader kind of play out in him um so i kind of knew going into it he wasn't going to be the 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 big bad villain um so i wasn't i wasn't mad that that it wasn't him you wasn't you weren't mad that it was the redemption of kyle right? yeah no not at all and and i kind of i enjoy i enjoyed to see the inner struggle throughout uh kylo ren's arc uh, in, in in the movies i just think it was a little predictable i mean but it is what it is. I was okay with the the redemption. Okay, but it, it was it was it predictable that one of Captain America or um, Iron Man was gonna die in in true? I guess. Okay, you just didn't know which one. Sam, <laughs> we can't hear you. No, I can't. We can't hear you, but it's okay. Terrible audio for the podcast. Thanks, Cam. You're ruining it. <laughs> okay, so. I was going to bring up this point of when people say they don't like Palpatine coming back. They Try say it's now. stupid and he should Yeah. And they say it's stupid and they shouldn't have came back. But you can argue that time travel is stupid in Marvel. I, I would agree. And I'm the I'm a huge Marvel fan. I would agree that the time travel was not the best way to do it. But, I don't think either I mean, of those are stupid. I think it's what's in the universe that's possible in the universes. And that's how it is. I just didn't like the Palpatine comeback. That was my biggest beef. And then at the end, it would have been cool to see a more shocking ending. Then, like they, it was very predictable through and through. Once Palpatine came back, you knew Ray was his. Ray was related to him. You, like that's that's what I'm saying. Once once you knew Palpatine was back, you knew Ray was related to him. You just knew kind of what was happening. Okay, Kim, was it not, was it not predictable that they were all going to come back after the snap? That's I mean, true. It, Everyone knew there was going to be time travel. Was but, it predictable that Iron Man was going to sacrifice himself the way he did? Yes. The most selfish? No. No, that's wrong. Because you would think it, would, it was Cap who was going to do it that way and take the selfless way out and not Iron Man, who's been selfish throughout the whole And MCU. everyone knew Captain America was going to use Thor's hammer. That was not a surprise at all. They, they, that's because they alluded to it. They, they showed you that in Age there of Ultron. There wasn't that many surprises in, is in Endgame. It was a huge surprise that Iron Man sacrificed himself for everyone else when he's been the most selfish character in the MCU throughout all movies. That's everyone a surprise. Knew Iron Man was gonna die. He's gonna die, but you didn't know he was gonna do it for everyone else. No, you knew. What? Uh, no, I. I'm he's not been on this one. He's been the most selfish character throughout the whole MCU throughout all movies. The most I, selfish. I don't agree with that. He. He's you don't so, agree with that? Go back and watch him. Go back and watch him. You can tell deep down he's actually not. Like, go, in, go watch him. Was man. it Iron Man 2 or 3 when that kid, he just leads him? And Iron he, Man 3. Yeah, he's joking. And 
And then that kid comes home one day, and then Iron Man bought a, bu- a bunch of stuff. Yeah, because he helped him. Exactly, but he acted selfish in the moment. Yeah, that's so what he, he does. He wasn't actually. I will say yeah. to play to play devil's advocate to Cam. I think I agree with Cam here, but I think in terms of a storytelling, the arc would have been to throw it on its side and him to become selfless. Like it, when you're making a character, he starts off selfish. He becomes selfless. So in, ter- in terms of the arc, I see it, but in terms of like him being the most selfish character throughout, I think I do agree. Yeah. Right. Well, this is what it is. I think that's, not, that's not the core of the argument. Yeah, we're the talking core, Star Wars. The but. core of the argument is that you're being overly critical on things in Star Wars that are equally as predictable in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Look, I just didn't. I thought I expected more from Star Wars, man. That's all I'm saying. Expected How more. could you expect more after eight? After what? After, after eight? After eight. Because this is what George Lucas, man. This is George Lucas coming back. No, it's not. You didn't George see, Lucas. So I, I, I would have liked. Had a high I would have almost <laughs> rather had him see playing on the whole war that was alluded to at the end of eight, where a bunch of these kids had the force. And a time skip, and that Ray's leading almost an army, and Kylo's leading almost an army. I would have almost rather saw, saw that than what we got, to be honest. I say we all fight in the back after this. Okay. <laughs> all right. Does anything, anybody else have anything on Rise of Skywalker? Nope. nope. Okay. Um, do we want to talk about the future of Star Wars, or have we talked about that enough? Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, we talked about it. Because I think they're going to take a little, little, a little break for we'll we'll have time to discuss future Star Wars later. Okay. All right. We want to talk a little bit about gaming because that's kind of our thing. We are on the Scrubs chat and we we game together. Um, I haven't played with you guys for a minute. I just want to call y'all out. I mean, what's up? I'd say. Y'all want to hop on and play, but I never. I always get. I'm busy. I'm busy. Come on. <laughs> I do you have to stay on later. I do I'm have just to giving you the runaround, man. I only play with good players. Oh. <laughs> I think a contributing factor to this is this Call of Duty just hasn't been as good as the previous one. For me, at least. It just mm-hmm. uh, I like it's I like this one. This Modern Warfare, I've I've hit 155 both seasons. Uh I'm level 100 on the battle pass. I've definitely put in the time on this one. This is one of my favorite in a while. Yeah, I just dis- I just disagree. I, I really, really enjoyed the last one. As you know, I was Dark Matter. Uh, I was the best, <laughs> Call of Duty, best Call of Duty player on this podcast in the last one. Um, wrong. Wrong. I can nitpick and say the specialist could get a little annoying, but I think the yeah. overall gameplay of the last Call of Duty, you had the Battle Royale, which I thought was really fun. We, that was all, cool. we all enjoyed that. Big fan uh, of the Battle Royale right here. It, this Call of Duty, it just seems, it just seems a little sweaty. It seems a little cheesy for me. Uh, it's a lot, a lot tougher, if you will, uh, which has its benefits and then it has, has its cons too. Like at the beginning, dude, the shotguns were so freaking annoying. They were the okay. claymores, the campers. Like this Call of Duty is too camping for me, and it kind of turns me off a little bit. I will, I will back you on the camping part. It feels like it's more so for. As you put it, the sweaties. I think like we're just casual. Me and Ty are just casual players. You guys are a little more studly, but 
I don't know. I feel like it's very easy to run out and die. <laughs> and so, my gameplay is running so. gun, and it is what it is. But I enjoy it. I like it. I feel I feel like I've gotten better a little bit, but I, I like it. So what I think they kind of fixed the shot. So my problem, I didn't like. I felt like I could go 20 and 0 in Black Ops 4 with the shotgun with the flashlight. You know, it was pretty easy. I like the challenge of Modern Warfare. There's not as much camping now in Claymores and 725s. So now that that's out, I'm really, I really enjoy this one. Yeah. And I, I like that they brought in some of the old maps. Um, they had Shipment 24-7, Shoe House 24-7 going for a little bit. That was really fun. Um, so that's I, the biggest problem with me. The maps. You don't like the you don't like the shipment and the No, I love the shipment and shoe house. That's the only thing I play. I'll either play that or gunfight. I won't play core because I I don't like the maps. Yeah. Cam, what do you think? Yeah, I actually really like this game. I'm I'm with this. I I would prefer the battle royale because I was pretty nasty at it, not gonna lie. They said they're planning on adding it. I was gonna say I thought they had talks that they were one. A lot of people think they added some battle royale stuff, battle royale stuff in the files because this update was very big for what they added, which wasn't much. Well, I would love to see that, but if they do that, they need to up the health because you die in like two seconds. Yeah, yeah for sure. So, but yeah, I would have. I like this game. It's all right. It's just I, okay to me. It's good. Yeah, I agree. I was gonna say. So, are, is it confirmed or is it just kind of common knowledge that? So right now we're on season one, and they brought back some of the one maps in season two. Are they going to bring Modern Warfare two maps? Because Modern I want Warfare Rust and peak Call of Duty for me. I'm so excited for Terminal, and Rust, and those type of maps. Yeah, mm -hmm. and High Rise. Uh, is that it's like just kind of common knowledge? Everyone just kind of thinks that's going to happen. It's not confirmed though. I do want to see them make their own maps though. Some new maps. You gotta have those that yeah. rust and high rise. That's all I want. You agree? What do we think? Yeah, yeah that would be fun. Hundred percent um, agree. But it, for in terms of then it's just a rehashing the old stuff. In terms of like being a original good game, like you gotta have some of your good yeah. original content. But I think coming in, this was called. Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Like, they didn't make it a Call of Duty Modern Warfare 4 or 5 or whatever it is. Like, this was kind of the culmination of it all, it felt like. So, I like the fact that they're bringing it new. Now, I'm not the biggest fan of the new maps that they had. Piccadilly, I absolutely hate. It's trash. But, uh, map ever made. But, yeah. Personally, but. My favorite new map, I would say, is probably Gunrunner or. Uh, Newt House? Well, yeah, shootout. Is that a new map? I like shootout. Yeah, I like Hackney Yard. Hackney Yard. Yard. Yeah, I like Hackney Yard. I played shootout for like a straight week when it was shootout 24-7. That's all I played. I do have to say, I feel like I've been playing a couple days on my own. I feel like I've been killing it. I'm ready to hop back on with y'all and show my Let's get it. Gonna have to do it. Yeah, so let's, uh, let's make that happen. All right, anything else in the gaming sphere? Uh, I... Have one thing. Do you guys yeah. do you guys know about the game uh, Cyberpunk 2077? I've heard of it. I heard it got delayed. You yeah. You really have to look into it. It got delayed. I this. I feel like it could kind of change gaming a little bit. It's Why looking. It's looking like it's very innovative. The city is huge, and the 
company behind it, uh, I can't remember their name. They made The Witcher, which is also another really good game. And it's more of a, it's not as big as a company. It's more of a make the games for the fans instead of make the games for the money. Let me ask you, is it going to be like a Grand Theft Auto where it's like free world and you go do missions or is it story mode or what is it's, it? It's open world. If it's anything like Red Dem- Red Dem- Redemption 2, <laughs> trash, <laughs> garbage. Dollars I've spent in my life. <laughs> I feel like the story was probably cool, but yeah, we, we yeah, could. Yeah, it was cool. Online, it was bad, so. When the online worked, it was fun. Right. When it How worked. How do you guys feel when about delaying games? Uh, the Avengers one also got delayed, I think. Yeah. That's annoying, too. Uh, that one is fun. I absolutely love the Spider-Man game, so I was I was excited mm-hmm. for Avengers. The fact it got delayed a little bit is kind of annoying, but I still feel like it's going to be a fun, cool game. It has a co-op aspect of it, I, I think. So uh, that'll be that'll be fun to play with you guys. So My take on delaying games is... So, Avengers got delayed, Cyberpunk 2077, and then another really big title called, uh, oh, what's it called? It's a zombies game. Anyways, it's a zombies game. And uh, I think delaying games is good for the company. The only problem with it is developers have to crunch, which puts, like, a lot of stress. But you need to delay the games to make them good. I don't like rush games. Yeah. That's fair. Well, I my my beef is like you know you get these Call of Duties and then you get all these patches like it's like when when they take their time and make it perfect then they then they I mean you're always gonna have to have patches. But. It's a I think it's a little different where Call of Duty like I feel like no this Call of Duty it felt like it was rushed. Well, I don't know. I would say at the beginning it felt like I was literally updating it every cuz I don't play like every day like you guys, so I play like maybe once a week and it felt like literally every time I got on there was an update. It's kind of trailed off a little bit this recent update kind of took forever, but um it's different in terms of like a storytelling game where it's massive whereas this one there's yeah. always little updates and like new maps and stuff like that whereas the other big world ones you're creating one world and once it's there it's supposed to be there so a little bit different but i know what you're saying so yeah let's move on okay um do we want to do the debate domination or do we what do we think i think we can save that i think i think we can save that you think save the debate domination. i mean we're we are running pretty long Uh, yeah yeah but that's what it's going to be. Do, I, do we want to just end here, or what? How do we want to do this, guys? We should do the what pisses you off. Okay. What pisses? Yeah, I, I thought of a good one for this. We could do a what pisses you off segment. Okay. So, like I said, with these different little segments, we're going to try and keep it segmenty. So uh, we'll do a what pisses you off segment. Uh, we're going to keep it pop culture, but I guess you life stuff too if you want. But. Cade, have at it. What what's making you mad in these streets? I'm gonna let Cam go first. Oh, right. <laughs> so my mine's gonna be pretty obvious. So what what's really pissing me off lately is Uzi teasing Eternal Take, his album that we've been waiting for for over a year. He keeps teasing it, posting these little pictures and these cryptic stuff, and we're just not getting the album. And then I'm, I'm getting I'm getting a little sick of it, but I'm a lo- lifetime Uzi fan, so. 
Yeah, I know Trey and Ty. Trey and Ty aren't about that, but Kate, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Everyone listening, I know you're big Uzi fans. <laughs> Is that what you were gonna say too, or do you got something different? Kate? No, I got something different. What's really pissing me off is Disney. Oh. What the slander they did to J.J. Abrams? I don't know if you heard about all that. Did you? Yes, maybe I have. What 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 are you talking about? They so J.J. Abrams had a lot of different ideas for Episode Nine, and there was pretty much a whole different movie made. But when it got to Disney, when they sent it, they changed up a ton of things. And J.J. Abrams can be, he was quoted saying. I don't even know what movie I watched after the premiere. And so I don't like that they changed it. And another thing. South Park episode. <laughs> and then, yeah, pretty much Disney and how they're treating Star Wars. Do you think they're giving more emphasis on Marvel? Mm, yeah. Okay. They're trying to get Star mm. Wars back on its feet, but they. Well, obviously, they're going to focus on Marvel because it's such an easier company. They're already on a path. Okay. Hi. you have anything chomping at the bit here? Yeah, I got a, I got a couple things, and we touched on it a little bit in the podcast. Uh, people that are too critical of Star Wars <laughs> same standard when they're criticizing Marvel. Uh, so that, that grinds my uh-huh. gears a little bit. I know we talked on it a little bit in the t- podcast, so I'll leave it at there. The second thing is, and we didn't get a chance to get into it. We'll save it for another podcast. Uh, but people, weirdos that are out there that think that Kawhi Leonard is um, here and to take the throne from LeBron James. Wow. Newsflash for everyone. It's not that time yet. you got to pump the brakes a little bit. Uh, the king is still holding on to the throne, um, and uh, he's the goat, and uh, he, he's here to stay for a few more years. That, that's cap. I can't just sit back and let this happen, man. <laughs> Seven <laughs> straight games of 30-plus. How are you going to tell me Kawhi doesn't have no, the throne, no, man? 0-2 oh against, oh against the Lakers, man. LeBron save has yet to beat Kawhi this man. year. I don't want to hear it. Hey, we'll, we'll save well, the debate for another podcast. Next podcast, we promise a debate domination. Yeah, we'll, have we'll, to, we'll, we'll have, have to that. put it. We'll have to put it higher up. Right. Um, so we'll do that. Uh, I would say if there's one thing that's kind of pissing me off, it's kind of a broad thing, um, and I'm just kind of pulling this out a little bit. I could, you know, pick on a bunch of things, but um, the way streaming is going, uh, I'm nervous uh, because I think. I personally think and predict that we're going to come to a point where cable no longer exists and we're going to have Disney Plus, we're going to have Peacock, that's the the uh, Universal NBC, we're going to have the HBO Max, that's Warner Brothers, we're going to have, uh, I'm, I'm sure Paramount is going to make their own network at some point, uh, we're going to have all these apps that we have to choose to subscribe to and um, you got Apple TV Plus, you got Hulu, you got all these things, and ESPN Plus, all these different things, and it's eventually just going to cost the same, if not more, than a DirecTV or a uh, cable bill, and it's just it's just annoying. I know it's the it's the way of the future, and streaming right now is technically cheaper than anything else, but once you have all these different subscriptions. It's just going to eventually cost the same. And I like talking about this because I'm intrigued by the streaming wars. 
But um, as a fan and as a consumer, it's just kind of getting to the point where it's a little bit annoying. We have Peacock coming. We have uh, HBO Max coming. We already have Disney Plus where they unveiled. We have Mandalorian and it was good. A lot of people loved it. But now we're kind of where they don't have a Marvel show at the moment that it's coming. But I, I find myself trying to watch old movies and shows just to get my money's worth. I, I don't know. Um, it just it, it feels like we're at a weird point in the industry where you have Netflix as the pioneer. They're going to have to pivot once Disney Plus surpasses them if they surpass them. You got the Peacock, you got the the you got the HBO Max, you have all these different things. It's just a really interesting conversation, and um, I, I I like talking about it. I just don't like where it's going per se. But in terms of everyone knows I'm a writer, so it gives more opportunities for those writers and for stories. So in that regard, I do like it. But I, don't know. I was kind of all over the place there. But there you go. Hey, there you go. Um, I think, does anybody have anything else? They last thoughts? Nope. nope. Okay. Well, that is the Scrubs podcast. It was fun. It's been a long time coming. Um, we had fun with it. We're going to potentially, it's obviously going to be an audio podcast, but we're, I'm trying to dabble into some video a little bit. We'll see if we can put two hours on YouTube, but who knows? So, uh, like subscribe, tell your friends. Um, we're going to take over the world and the scrubs are a part of this. Are you entertained, baby? Trey Lusio, the dawn of entertainment, two fly tie tie, the brothers and the cousins, glove lender cam, K the turtle killer. Tell them peace, everybody. Scrub. Bye scrub. Yeah. Scrub. <laughs>